Welcome. How you guys doing? We're back with another episode of Dom. That's true. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Truman Steen, the Steen Machine, found on Twitch and Twitter by that name. Of course, I'm joined by my very handsome co-host, Owen, Domination7 Dom. How are you doing, Owen? Hey, Truman. You know, another Tuesday. Glad to be back, and we got a lot to talk about on this show, so let's just get right into it, man. I know. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I gobbled a glizzy right before this, and I... I'm feeling, you know, full. I'm feeling ready to rock with it. I've been, you know, I've been trying to eat less, you know, diet, you know, kind of dieting a bit. Got Christmas coming up. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm ready to rock. Oh, hey, hey real quick. How did, no, uh, how did No Fun November go for you? Did you survive? No, because I had to travel. So I ended it like a weekend. Yeah, I was going to do this thing called No Fun November where I didn't drink alcohol, eat fried foods, drink soda. I think that was mostly it. Yeah, uh, that did not last because I was like, oh, I'm going to have to travel. I'm going to go see people. Oh, this is a no. Understandable. Understandable. Like, we might have to do it for, like, March. Like, I'm not going anywhere in March, I don't think. Or February. Or January. Yeah. Any of these months coming up, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but January, but it was like, oh, this was dumb to start in a holiday month where Thanksgiving is in the same month. So Yeah, you know, maybe not your best choice, pal. So November, December, probably off limits. But we'll see. After the turn of the year. It's kind of cliche to do it in January, so maybe I'll wait till uh, I don't know, whenever. But yeah, uh, <laughs> as much as people tune in to hear about my eating habits, you should actually tune into Grub Butts instead. That is another podcast that we, that we do, not every Thursday, but we have done it the past few Thursdays. It'll release in two days, uh, along with this one. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk sports. So, Owen... I think after this week in the NFL, I think I'm sure, I'm pretty sure what's going to happen. The Chiefs, oh, yeah? what's that? the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl and they're going to face the Green Bay Packers. Any objections? Uh, yeah, just with the team they're facing, um, the Packers. Uh, so as we all know, and you, you know, I've talked this about this multiple times off air. The AFC is just twenty thousand times better than the NFC. And the Chiefs are very clearly the top team in the AFC by a wide margin. I just don't know. I can't predict the NFC, man. We've seen Seattle play like world beaters against good teams in, you know, 49ers and the Cardinals. And then we've seen them absolutely shit the bed against a shit-tier team like the Giants. And then we've seen uh, Aaron Rodgers be very, very consistent, you know, throughout 13 of the 14 games he's played. And then shit the bed against a terrible Detroit defense. So I don't, I don't, you know, I don't, I can't. I, the Chiefs are going in my in my mind, one hundred percent. But right. I don't know about the NFC opponent. Right. I mean, so if we're just analyzing this from the Chiefs' perspective, uh, the Chiefs are now the number one seed in the AFC. And right. Uh, not only that is that they're up by a game, and you're like, well, how real is that game? Well, okay, so. How it should be breaking down, broken down is that last week's game did not matter as much for the Steelers because it was an, an, an NFC game. So because they lost to an NFC opponent, they still have the tiebreaker. So not to bore people with NFL play, playoff seeding tiebreakers, but it basically goes uh, wins, number one, uh, head-to-head if applicable, and then it goes 
losses uh, goes wins inside the conference or losses. You same you play the same number of conference teams. So whoever has the most wins or the least amount of losses in, inside the AFC. And then it goes based on common record. You have to have four common opponents. And it's how well you did against those four opponents. But, at least. Um, but, they, uh, so, the, sorry, I was reading a weird message in chat. Uh, <laughs> so. Playoff seating. Yes, yeah, so playoff seating. So, the thing about it was, is that the Chiefs and the Steelers were both 11-1. and one. Last week. Right. But the Steelers had lost to an NFC opponent, and the Chiefs had lost to the Raiders, an AFC opponent. The Steelers right. lost to the Reds, the, oh, oh, the, uh, the, well, Was- the, the Washington football, football team. team. The football team, yes. But why this last week's loss is more significant is because it was an AFC team. They lost to the Bills. So why that's important now is that even if the Chiefs lose this week, they've lost against uh they've they've lost against the right the same they've now lost against the same like split between an nfc opponent an NFC one opponent. nfc so one matter. afc so if the chiefs lose in the next two weeks if, as long as they only lose one game in the next two weeks they will still be ahead because then we get to the four tiebreakers and the chiefs and the raiders haven't played the steelers haven't played the raiders but the rate but the steelers have played the bills and lost to them but the chiefs beat the bills so, all that to say, the Chiefs are essentially a game and a half ahead of the Steelers right now. The only thing they can't do is if that one losses to the Chargers at the end of the season, they're screwed. Oh, God. We can't lose to the... That's the right. I don't want well, to... And also, among that, I think... I think the Steelers have a much harder path to, to, to win out. Uh, so, the Chiefs, so, right now, the Steelers are... Uh, the Steelers are game. The only the only two teams in the AFC that can catch the Chiefs for the number one overall seed are the Bills and the Steelers. The Steelers uh, have two playoff teams remaining on their schedule, which are the Colts and the Browns. Uh, and the Bills have only one playoff team remaining, and it's the Dolphins in Buffalo. But the two games against non-playoff teams are on the road, and they are still two games behind the Chiefs and have lost another game in the conference. Right. And the Chiefs hold the head-to-head tiebreaker against the Bills. So basically, the Chiefs would have to lose all three. And the Bills would have to win all three to get so for the Bills to get the number one overall seed. Not right. impossible, but very improbable. The Chiefs can knock out the Bills this uh, this upcoming week. The Steelers yeah, have to yeah, have the Chiefs about lose. The Steelers. Two. The Steelers I, have to have the think, Chiefs lose two. Or lose yeah, did you see? So I was watching. Uh, I think it was it was one of the Sunday programs this weekend, and it was predicting going through the remaining playoff team brackets and yeah. what they have left. Yep. They were giving the Steelers a 63% chance to beat the Browns. Do you think that changes after what happened on Monday Night Football? Uh, like, so, it, that game is in Pittsburgh, is it not? It doesn't really right. matter as much this year. But I don't think Pittsburgh has fans in it, does it? I mean, they've all got, all pretty much all NFL teams have some fans now. No, and it's at, and it's at Cleveland. Man, mm. I that's about as toss-up as toss-up gets right now. And it all depends what happens in these next few weeks. Uh, the Cleveland, the uh, Pittsburgh gets to play Cincinnati this week. Uh, Cleveland gets to, I think their schedule gets, yeah, they get to play the Giants and the Jets and then the Steelers. So, I mean, it sucks that they lost to the Ravens because we could have been looking at a clash for the for the AFC North Crown week 17. Yeah, that would have been nice. Now, which, oh, which, and real quick before we move on. Um, yes. 
Oh gosh, I had my thought and I just completely lost it. Never mind. I'll come up with it later. Interesting. All right. So, all that to say, I think the Chiefs are going to be the number one overall seed. And yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I don't think anyone's beaten the Chiefs in the playoffs. Uh, at the end of the day, the Chiefs, uh, if anyone gets ahead, you could just probably just put on a replay, a rerun of last year's games, and uh, call it good. So, right. I, I think the Chiefs are, I just think they're a lock for the Super Bowl right now. I think the Pittsburgh was their biggest threat out of the teams remaining that they hadn't beaten yet, and Pittsburgh looks yeah. looks done, man. I mean, Pittsburgh looks like they've run out of gas. Uh, Marcus, uh, Mark, no, Bud Dupree uh, lost on the Steelers' D-line. That's a huge one. I believe they lost another guy, and I can't remember who it was, but it was also a big loss. And so that defense is showing signs of cracking. And they've still got to play two playoff teams. And they don't have an offense. And they don't have an offense. Yeah. So, I think the Chiefs are getting the number one overall seed. I'm a little less sure about the Packers, but... I don't know. Who did you say you think is coming out of the NFC? I said I don't even know, bro. I don't. Even, that's the thing. I just think the NFC is weaker. They're really inconsistent. And if it's... I just... I can't put my, can't put my foot down on the Packers. Because the Packers have shown their ability... Absolutely get destroyed in the NFC Championship time and time again. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, it's certainly, they, I believe the playoffs will be more exciting on the NFC side than they will be. Oh, on yeah. That, on that's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, all right. So, moving on. Uh, speaking of consistency, we were talked about how a lot of these teams weren't very consistent. Uh, my question for you, are the Chiefs inconsistent? Or are we as Chiefs fans just being overcritical because we've gotten too comfortable with our NFL Super Bowl team? So, I think this is a two-parter. So, one, I think our Chiefs fan nature likes to take over when we get down in games because the old Chiefs in 2015, 2016, 2017, and even sometimes in 2018, when when they got down, we were like, oh, crap, you know, Andy yeah. Reid can't come back, blah, blah, blah. But we keep forgetting that we have Patrick Mahomes and that – a 10-point lead literally means nothing. And also, even though our defense tends to be a bend-not-break, they they make plays at the right times, it seems like. Like Frank Clark uh, with that sack at the end of the first half, ending the half. Chris Jones and, and Turk getting that safety to go up 20. It seems like our whole team just has an, a tendency to make plays, and... I just think that we're just nervous and we forget about how freaking loaded our team is, man. Our team is just incredibly stacked. And uh, I think, I, 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 don't quote me on this, but I think Peter Schrager or one of the N other NFL top talking heads was talking about the Chiefs. And they're like, the Chiefs can play a B minus game and still beat you by two scores. And that's just so true for what we. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, another fact about this is, you know, obviously it feels like the chiefs, you know, that was, this is one of the questions on the hot takes is that it feels like the chiefs are playing down to their competition and that we can't close out games and all this stuff. Uh, so this stat comes from DVOA, which is a, a stat put out, uh, by football outsiders, which is a, it's a stat that I, uh, recommend very much. I respect it a lot. Uh, so there's, so the, the two, the three top teams in the NFL by their standards are the chiefs, the bucks and the saints. And it's actually in that reverse order, technically, and which is, I don't know how much I agree with this, but I'll, it, I'll round it about and make sense. The, they have the Saints as the number one team, Bucks as the number two team, and the Chiefs as the number three team. It's all about percentages and stuff like that. Um, sure. But the funny thing about that is, so those are the top three teams. Uh, 
But they rank it like every week. Every week they get a score of, okay, this team performed at this DVOA level and blah, 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 and stuff like that. Right. The Saints are the, have the, 30, are the 31st in lowest variance from week to week, which means like they, they vary a whole lot, uh, like second, second worst in the league. The Bucks are the worst team in the league with the, <laughs> for the lowest variance. They are all over the place, which makes sense when you watch the Bucks. They can get blown out by the, by the 49ers, but then beat the, uh, beat the shit out of the uh, Packers. Uh, the Chiefs are actually number one in the lowest variance from week to week. It means they're actually the most consistent team in the NFL from week to week. And... It makes sense, you know? I mean, it makes sense why they're not ranked as high because they do let those teams come back. But, you know, they're not they're not playing very close games. It gets a little close at the end, and then they just put them away. You know, we're all waiting for the time that they can't put them away. And then it, the question is, well, does the defense step up and stuff like that? And uh, so, like, I don't know if that's I, – I don't know if – we're playing down, but I think, but I think they are consistent, and I'm, I, I'm just, I'm not worried about the Chiefs that much anymore. Aren't we? So building off of that, aren't we like number? I think we're number two with points scored per game, right? We're like at, we're sitting at like thirty-two point one or something points per game, and so building off of that, you would need to believe that the Chiefs would give up more than 31 points in a game in the playoffs consistently in order to believe they're not going to make the Super Bowl. What team in the AFC's, AFC is scoring 31 points on the Chiefs? Uh, the Titans, maybe? In a weird way. So the Chiefs are number two in the league uh, in scoring. Obviously, the tops in the AFC. Green Bay's number one. They've scored seven more points than the Chiefs in the NFL this season. Um, it's a much weaker schedule, by the way. Right, but number two in the NFL is actually the Tennessee Titans at 390, but just 13 points less, and 18 points less than that is the Indianapolis Colts. So those are your so it goes Chiefs, Titans, Colts, Ravens, Bills. Those are your five team five AFC teams that are in the top ten. Yeah, I sh- you know I just think. As Chiefs fans, we're always nervous. We've seen us choke these games before, and we're just forgetting that Travis Travis Kelsey doesn't let that happen. Tyreek Hill doesn't let that happen. Sammy Watkins doesn't let that happen. We're yeah. well on our way to Sammy, and I'm ready to break out my white number 14, man. I'm, whoo, you, know, you must believe I'm ready for Sammy to put up 130 and a touchdown. I'm ready, man. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have also allowed the eighth lowest in the NFL, which is lower, Which is insane. Which, which is, is lower insane than to think about. the Colts. The Titans and the Green Bay Packers, which we all, which we just talked about for all those teams, which is crazy. It, it seems, it just feels like, oh, you know, I don't know, man. It's so crazy, right? Uh, oh, and do you know who the receiving leader? So I was looking up uh, the points points scored leader. Do you know who the receiving leader in the NFL is this season uh, for yards? For yards, it's Travis Kelsey right now, right? It is Travis Kelsey at twelve hundred at twelve hundred and fifty yards. And that leads me into the next topic I want to talk about. Um. This came up. This question came up to me when I was watching a a, a Dave Portnoy video, which is already a mistake. Oh, he was I know doing what video some, you're talking about. What a moron! He was doing some interview about how uh, Travis. I don't know how they came up. Like they're doing their football pregame show, uh, which you know, tune in Sundays twitch.tv slash Team Machine for the um, that's true <laughs> uh, Sunday NFL pregame show. But we talk fantasy and uh, gambling. But he was. 
he was ragging on Travis Kelsey. Like, oh, he's just such a douchebag. He's such a he's such a dumb guy. He's an asshole. I hate him. He just wants to be Gronk, and he's never Gronk. And, you know, <laughs> Portnoy's from Boston. Portnoy's an asshole. Never Dumbass. has anything worthwhile to say, especially about sports. And Deion Sanders puts him in his place. Deion Sanders says, yeah, dude, okay. have you met him? You ever talked to him? And he's like, yeah. He's like, dude, Travis Kelsey's a cool-ass dude, man. He's like, he's got he's got the swagger. And Travis Kelsey's got some swagger, man. He's yeah, you got the moves, you know, too. Right. He's, yeah, he, he's not he's not a douchebag. He's but, up for Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year. You don't do that for being a, a douchebag. Right. So, but the, But the thing about him not being a gronk really st- st- struck a chord in me. And yeah. I, we've watched, and Travis Kelsey's the NFL receiver receiving leader this season, which is right. insane. But right. never been uh, done by a tight end before ever. Right. If this, if the season ended today and Travis Kelsey was receiving leader, that would have never been done before. Yeah, he might break the record again for the most receiving yards by a tight end in the season. We haven't he even will. thought about that part, but you know, I think he's, I think he's. 200 yards short or like 150 it's it should be i think it's 1486 right because kelsey had it at 1483 and then kittle got like three more yards last year 1486 yeah uh so travis kelsey might break the record again he's got three games to basically hit 250 yards i absolutely don't see why he wouldn't uh and and for a lot of reasons but and and we'll and we'll get in and talk about it but here's the big question owen is does travis kelsey does Gavish what does Travis yeah, Kelsey does Travis Kelsey deserve uh, goat talk the greatest of all yes. time for tight ends? Yes, he does. He really, really does. And uh, I have a couple reasons, but the main one is that no one else has done five one thousand yards. Travis Kelsey had mm-hmm. no one. Uh, no one at any time. None of the tight ends that are on the goat list have been. Uh, I don't even think top one or or maybe even top three for receiving yards, Travis Kelsey had. And one thing that kind of brings it up to me is when you have Shannon Sharp talking on first take with, I mean, no, it's not first take, he's new, but uh, when Shannon Sharp tells you that Travis Kelsey might be the greatest uh, tight end of all time, then you really need to start thinking about it. Because some people consider Shannon Sharp to be a top five tight end. I, I certainly think Shannon Sharp's top five. But when someone that you know dominated the league like sharp did call your tight end the goat then you know that's more than just a talking head that's somebody who's been in the trenches put in a lot of work in the nfl talking about you know being the greatest of all time and i i, I think he 100 deserves to be in that conversation here's some stats i want to throw at you uh so this this is travis kelsey's fifth season in a row with a thousand receiving yards correct right we did that we did this two weeks ago uh I couldn't remember how many yard, how many times it had been. Uh, for the record, this is his fifth in a row. Gronkowski, his entire career, has had how many thousand-yard receiving seasons, Owen? I'm pretty sure this is one of those damning things where it's like either zero or one. He's had four. He's had four thousand-yard receiving seasons in his entire career. Uh, how, Travis how long Kelsey's did play for it? Travis Kelsey's done it five years in a row. Uh, you know, another fun fact about this. Did you know that? Because I, when I was looking this up earlier, did you know? Do you know that Travis Kelsey and Gronk are the same age? No, what? <laughs> yes, just Gronk came out like two, uh, three years before Kelsey, and then Kelsey also like tore his ACL his first season. Right. But yeah, they're both thirty-one this year. Did not know that. I thought I would have guessed Gronk is like thirty-seven. Yeah. 
So, yeah, Gronk has had 4,000-yard receiving years. The most he ever did was two, two in a row back-to-back. Uh, and then, also, uh, how many 1,000-yard seasons does uh, Tony Gonzalez have on? Doesn't Tony Gonz- – oh, I think that is the lower one for, like, some crazy reason. Oh, what is that? How many, no, how many does no, that run also on? He also, he also has four. What? Okay. J- Jason Witten. Is it also four? It's also four. Shannon Sharp? He has like three. He didn't play very long. It's it's no, he played a while, but he did only have three, but he did have one that at nine hundred and ninety-five. So oh, okay. he basically had four. Uh another one that could be uh considered is Kellen Winslow, probably the greatest tight end of all time, like back in the day. Like he was doing it before the tight end became became what we knew what we know it as today. Like Kellen Winslow yeah. was uh early 80s through the through the mid through the end of the 80s and right. he also had 3000 yard tight end, uh 3000 yard receiving yards for tight ends in a season. Yeah. But so that's the thing is that everyone's like, "Well, it's the first time anyone's ever done 5 in a row." Dude, it's the first time anyone's ever done 5. And I just it blows my mind that we're still doing this where guys like Dave Portnoy go out and say, "Well, he's just trying to be a Gronk." And it's like Dude, he's he's better than Gronk in every every statistic. And you want to go if if you want to say, I, I think Gronk has more yards per catch, maybe. But he's just no, no, less... no. It's Gronk has like a couple more touchdowns. Right, right. But the thing about it is that you is is that maybe you say, well, Gronk gets hurt a lot. He doesn't he doesn't play uh, all the games in a season. Kelsey's right now is averaging ten more yards per game this season than Gronk did in any season ever. Ever. He's at... Travis Kelsey is averaging... I want to say... I want to get this number right. So I'll double check it here. Yes. Travis Kelsey is averaging 96 yards per game this season. That is asinine. That's ridiculous. That is that is 12 more yards than Gronk's best season. And it's and it's 16 yards better than T- Tony Gonzalez's best season. That That's just surprising. I mean, yards per game better than... Yeah. So, I'm just... And obviously, tight end has more to do than just uh, pass receiving, pass catching. I mean, you can debate blocking, but... He's, watching... top, he's top two in the NFL for tight ends and blocking right now. Yes, Travis Kelsey has been under a lot of scrutiny because of all this stuff going on right now. And, I mean, if you watch... I mean, for his blocking, because that was the only debate that people had for Kittle. And all of it's just... Like seriously, like just there's no debate. It's literally just Gronk's. I mean, Travis Kelsey's better. I don't. I mean, Travis Kelsey is a good blocking tight end, and he's certainly good enough to. Uh, he's definitely good enough to that you are not a better blocker than him. Then the, you are not better at blocking by more of a margin than he is better at receiving than you, because he is right. way better at receiving than you. Yeah, he's incredible. And the thing, and the, I'm glad you said that because in comparing Gronk to him. Everyone thinks Gronk is older than Kelsey because Gronk is so beat up and out of it because he keeps getting injured. Right. Like, we, we've seen how apparently Gronk doesn't know how to take care of his body, you know? Because, holy cow, nobody's been injured more than Rob Gronkowski. I, yes. I think the last time Gronk played a full season was like seven years ago. I think he's missed at least two games in each of the last six seasons, if not more. Most of the time, it's four or five games. And Truman, you know what the best ability is? Availability. Staying healthy, yeah. 
7-Eleven. That's the best ability that you can have. And the only problem with Travis Kelsey not being considered for the GOAT debate is just because of how many yards that Tony Gonzalez got over his career. And people are like, oh, well, Kelsey's going to be done here in four years. But I don't see any reason why Kelsey can't beat the Chiefs tight end record. Yeah, for the record, so so Travis Kelsey had 7,715 yards. Let me check Tony Gonzalez real quick for his season. It's like 1,298. It's crazy. He's got like 12,000 yards. Oh, God, he has 15,000 yards. Holy shit. That is really good. Wow. Yeah, that's that's that is that stat right there is why people don't want to talk about him as a goat because he has to be compared to Tony Gonzalez. Well, he's he's probably closing in pretty close on Tony Gonzalez's chief record because Tony Gonzalez had uh, let me see if I can run this math here fifteen twenty two twenty three twenty four he only had eleven thousand yards as a chief essentially. Right. Somewhere, somewhere right around 30, uh, 11,000. So, and I don't see any reason why Kelsey can't put up a thousand yard season next season. Is Mahomes no. just going to stop throwing to him? And, and Tony Gonzalez played until he was 37 yeah. and still and had 859 yards in that season. You know, so for all the things about Tony Gonzalez, he did his, his lowest he ever had after his first two years was 773 one season. I mean, Other Jason Witten's played right now and he's like 40. Yeah, but Jason Witten's not good anymore, man. But. Kelsey but yeah, and, and, and Travis Kelsey has stayed away from injury. That's the thing. Is I, honestly the only thing they probably stop him is a few more concussions. I think right. he had concussion problems for a little bit of his time. But I, I, but even then, I think Travis Kelsey's maybe missed two games over yeah. over the last like I, three years. Not or so. been a lot. Travis Kelsey has missed one one game since 2014. One. Yeah. One single one. So, I, I don't see why you I don't I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. I think he's yeah, got man. a chance for a long career. I think by the end of this, I think we'll all say, "Man, why didn't we think Travis Kelsey was better earlier?" And I think Travis Kelsey's if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl in the next two years, and if they win another one, if Travis Kelsey has three rings, I think he goes totally. in. I think he's a maybe a first ballot Hall of Famer, but certainly a second or a third ballot. Yeah, the on, the only. <laughs> Like I said, the only people that don't think Travis Kelsey deserves to be in that talk are idiot people who think Kittle's good. Well, I mean, not to say Kittle's bad. Kittle's very good. But right. idiot people say Kittle better, and idiot people that say Gronk is still better than he was. Right. Stop it. Kelsey's also – I mean, Kittle's also only done it for one season, so let's see how he can respond from injury. Yeah, 100%. All right, moving on. Let's get out of the Chiefs talk. Let's move into the last of the, uh, the NFL Oh, and we had to skip this segment last week. I'm I'm very sorry about it. It's okay because uh, I know I, it's I our, got through it. I know it's our favorite division in uh-huh. the NFL. But Owen, it's time. Woo! It's time for the AFC South Team of the Week. Owen, who's Let's your go, AFC, baby. who's your AFC South Team of the Week? It's the Colts, man. It's the Colts. Uh, they had a nice bounce back. Well, not bounce back, but mm, bounce back. Really. Well, I, I still think they needed to continue to bounce back from that Titans loss. They kind of got exposed. Um, the Texans loss was, I mean, win was closer than I would li- have liked it. But they just smacked the Raiders. And I love to see the Raiders lose. And for that reason, the Colts are my AFC South team of the week. The Raiders are frauds. Everyone knew this. We went up against a tough defense. Got 44 put up on them by uh, Philly Phil who tossed for 244 and two tutters, then got smacked by the rookie in, who's now taking over snaps from Naheem Hines. Fantasy legend Naheem Hines, by the way. Uh, yeah, 
Jonathan Taylor ran for uh, 20 carries, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. That's Jeez. a rookie, bro. Jeez. The Raiders, Raiders, you're trash. Colts, you got something special. I knew Jonathan Taylor was going to be good. I was waiting till, for him to get these snaps. Uh, happy for him that he's going to be start eating in the NFL. So, yeah. Colts are my FC South team of the week. And I'm going to join you there. Uh, I appreciate any team that can eliminate uh, me having to hear anything from Las Vegas Raiders team about making the playoffs. And this this loss essentially puts them pretty much out of it at this point. They've got a tough road. I'll talk about them a little bit here later in a different segment. Uh, but the, the Colts are still uh, technically behind the Titans for the division lead. And uh-huh. it's going to come down to those final three games. And it'll be very interesting about who can actually knock off their top-tier opponent. The Colts play the Texans, bad. The Steelers, good. And the Jaguars, bad. Tennessee Titans, uh, uh, in a weird way, played the Detroit Lions, bad. The Green Bay Packers, good. And the Houston Texans. <laughs> so, J- Jacksonville, Tennessee, basically interchangeable for me. Um, right. So, it'll be very interesting to see who can get it done down the stretch here. As they're both sitting at 9-4. and four. Uh, you know, on the bright side, loser probably is just the sixth, the fifth or the sixth seed in the, in, in the AFC. And right. honestly, I don't think if you're a wild card team, I don't think you're scared to play any of these division te- th- these division winners on the opening weekend. Uh, unless for some reason the Chiefs fall to the two seed, but then again, if the Chiefs fall to the two seed, maybe you're not feeling as bad about them anymore. Right. So, yeah. So I'm with you. AFC South team of the week: Indianapolis Colts. I'm with it. Wonderful. Uh, moving on to. I don't know if it's my favorite division of football, but it's most certainly the most interesting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen, I'll ask you the weekly question. What the fuck is happening in the NFC East? I don't know. So Jalen Hurts got the start over uh, Carson Wentz for the Eagles this weekend. Yep. And the dude balled out. Yep. I, I've, I've been a big fan of Jalen Hurts ever since he was a freshman at Alabama. I thought the dude was just always so cool. Never showed any emotion on the field. Just literally steel and ice in his veins, man. I, I really like Jalen Hurts, and he balled out. And, that, and then we get to see Chase Young, who we all know eventually was just going to be dominating the league, starting to officially cement his dominance as one of the top defensive linemen in the league. You know, scoop and score, force fumble, sacks. The dude's a monster. We see the football team being carried. Luckily, uh, I did get word that uh, Alex Smith was just having cramps on his injured leg, so very nice um Dwayne Haskins came in and you know did Dwayne Haskins things poor dude can't catch a break <laughs> but oh but, that's but what's happening got, right now still got the, the Eagles the Eagles got their spark for their push for the playoffs and mm-hmm. but the Washington football team is looking to clamp down so yep. the football the football I have it written down football team takes a full full game lead in the division uh Alex Smith still great as a starter uh Owen gives me a sub because that was the sixth game uh, for the Washington football team to win. So any division oh, winners going to have yeah, six wins. Right. Uh, the Giants uh, shit the bed with Daniel Jones back in the lineup. <laughs> um, Dallas and Philadelphia pull the division. I, I said a little closer, but I guess the football team kept them, kept them still at two games length. So, right. Uh, I guess it's still anyone's division. It's going to be tough for the Dallas and the Eagles. And uh, I think I think worst to first, baby. I think I, I, think I called it. <laughs> Yeah, you, certainly. Yeah, a, you called it, huh? Certainly a shit show down there in the in in the NFC East, but yeah, I think the football team is going to take it. And yeah, I, and but as far as Jalen Hurts goes, I'm not sure you trade Carson Wentz after uh, this offseason. Well, I'm. 
you can't do it because of the money. Yeah, one, the money. Two, I'm just not... I mean, sometimes just a change of pace, man. And, you know, I... Sometimes it just gets the team riled up. I'm not sure I'm ready to. I'm not sure I'm ready to to push all the chips in on Jalen Hurts just yet. And maybe Carson Wentz is just needs to sit a bit and reevaluate his psyche. Or maybe they just need to trade him and get and get rid of him. Get him into a different spot where he can actually succeed. Uh, but, Sorry, I was muted, but I I saw this on Twitter. Yes. Uh, and people are saying that if Philip Rivers retire, retires the season, retires. that with with the uh, the Eagles should trade Carson to the Colts, which I think would be a That's tier one merit. That would be pretty perfect. But I don't know what the Colts are going to offer. I don't see how that trade would happen. Who would the Colts send? Naheem Hines, maybe? But you know, they just got Miles Sanders. So you, know who's know. Got an, you know who's got an awful eye for quarterbacks and loves to, and loves to trade for old ones? John Elway. How about the how about the Denver Broncos? How about they give up on Drew Locke this season, let him go back up somebody oh. somewhere else, or let him back up Carson Wentz? I don't I don't see John Elway so bad with quarterbacks he wouldn't make a good decision like that. So the same man the Drew same Locke. man that brought in Joe Flacco for a bunch of money, you know what? Why not? Why not? I, I can know, see him thinking it to put it in on Carson Wentz. Jets legend Joe Flacco. Uh, I I don't know. Yep. All right. That's as much as I ever want to talk about the NFC East, unless you're about to talk about them right now. Oh, and who's no. your eliminated playoff team of the week? Oh, I'm actually going with the Texans uh, because they are the actually eliminated playoff team. They actually got eliminated. Oh, uh, okay. So had, yeah. we not, had we not eliminated them? Oh, no, I'm saying they're finally mathematically eliminated. Somebody so else weird sh- got eliminated that I was like, they- oh, is the Atlanta Falcons, who are 4-9, and nine, got eliminated but the Carolina Panthers didn't, and I was like, "What?" So right, yeah. So I just would like to say sorry to uh, my buddy Tyler. I know Houston uh, fan. You've always been a Houston fan. Of everything. Don't know why, because you're from Oklahoma. But uh, RP or Texans, and uh, good riddance with Bill O'Brien. Glad you made the right move there. You better hire Eric Bieniemy, or your organization's going to be a dumpster fire. Uh, I hope they don't, because the Texans are a few years away. Yeah. Uh oh yeah, and I guess the Arizona Cardinals took over the seventh seed for the AFC. Uh for the NFC. I was like, what? I was like but I guess Carolina has did Carolina beat Arizona? Is that why? Can they pull it if Arizona loses out and Carolina wins out and passes everybody else, can I guess they can move past Arizona. I don't know. Um interesting. Uh so I did a team that isn't technically eliminated, but we talked on them earlier. Uh my eliminated playoff team of the week is the Raiders. <laughs> I got, the Raiders. Uh, because they lost this week to the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, that was going to be a tough one anyways, but you're going to have to pull in front of them. Uh, the, uh, but the two teams in front of them right now, Miami and Baltimore, uh, both one game ahead of them. I think, I think they're, I, I, I think Baltimore's running into shape. I think Miami's looking good. Uh, I think right. they're, I'm with you. I'm not sure any of them are going to drop enough. Um, Mm-hmm. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders have lost three of their last four. They've lost, they lost to KC, Atlanta, and Indianapolis, and they almost lost to the Jets. And uh, I saw that. That was so funny. They replaced their defensive coordinator finally, uh, but I believe it's just too late. I think they've they've got two games remaining against uh, the Chargers in Denver, which is good, uh, but they do have to play uh, Miami. And so uh, I guess you the know, Chargers it's, is it's a losable game, dude. 
the yeah. Chargers is a losable game for them. For sure. So I guess it's in their hands if they want to be able to pass Miami, if Miami's that team that holds on to the seventh seed and Baltimore starts to falter again as they, I think, might have a few division games remaining. Uh, who knows? But, yeah, I really – but honestly, I don't know what's going to happen in that final spot for the AFC. It's either it's either Baltimore oh, or Miami. So and that's that's – I mean, you're going to eliminate a good team. You're going to eliminate a team that's probably better than one of those division winners. Well, Truman, uh, dude, there's I actually quite a few teams on the bubble right now. So, believe it or not. Sort of. Sort of. I mean – well, I mean, I guess the on Broncos the are technically in the hunt, so right early. I mean, but I mean, so you've got Ravens and Raiders right there, and and then you've got the sneaky Pats with still an ability to sneak up on everything. Stop. Because because they have because they, they have playoff teams to all of these teams that are on the bubble right now have playoff teams to play and lose to. We that, could potentially see. I could legitimately see anyone. So for right now, for obviously the Chiefs and Steelers are clinched. I don't think the Bills are going to fall out, but I think you could see any one of the Titans, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, Ravens, or Raiders end up in the playoff because all those four teams that I said first, Titans, Browns, Colts, Dolphins, all have an ability to drop out of the playoff, every single one of them. I mean, but you remember last, like a few weeks back when we talked about those six teams that were all right there, and then... They had to, there were six teams that were fighting for the last three, two spots. Well, it was, it was the, the three AFC wild cards and then, uh, and then the AFC South title. You remember we were talking right. about how six teams were all tied. And now we're starting to see that cream rise to the top. And it was the cream that we always knew. You know, Browns, Titans, Colts, and then, you know, the, the final team, which right now is the Dolphins, but certainly could be the, Ra- the, the, uh, the Ravens. And, you yeah, know, the, the Raiders were in that conversation, but I think we all knew that the Raiders weren't really in that conversation. Right. They had just beaten the Chiefs. That was the only reason anybody took them seriously. And right. then they lost the Chiefs, and they've lost so many other people. They've only played the Chiefs tough. It's very odd. That is weird. I don't know why. But, yeah. I mean, even if you lose to the even though you're expected to lose to the Colts, you got to beat the Falcons if you want to make the playoffs. Sorry, Raiders. Right. But, yeah. Uh... So, yeah, Las Vegas Raiders can still make the playoffs, but in my mind, eliminated playoff team of the week. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Easy. All right. Now to our special segments, Owen. Mm-hmm. Is it a Dammy play or a Dami play this week? So, it's it's going to be, you know, I was really thinking about this, and it's kind of going to be, for me, it's going to be a, a, a doming play of the week, and it's just going to go on the entire Steelers team, um, just all of them, for the whole <laughs> game against the Bills. It was just largely not like, yeah, Pittsburgh scored first, but no points in the first quarter for either team. Then the Bills end up with a 7-9 to nine lead at the end of the second quarter and mm-hmm. just never looked back and – Steelers really, in my opinion, didn't even look close to challenging for the rest of the game. I mean, Big Ben with two picks, uh, multiple drop balls from Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Juju Smith-Schuster, all of them just dropping passes. Oh, by the way, funny fact about the Steelers real quick. Do you know that Chase Claypool has more TikToks made this season than catches? Are you talking about Juju Smith-Schuster? No, Chase Claypool. 
God damn, is that Chase, whole Pittsburgh wide receiver room just TikToking a whole lot? Apparently, yeah. Chase Claypool has 51 made TikToks this season oh. and 50 catches. <laughs> yeah, that, I, that's impressive. But that- yeah, it's just all all on the Steelers. Don't know what they're doing. Oh, actually, I do know what they're doing. They're being frauds and they're being exposed. So that's that's all I got to say about sound like, about the you sound like an old man, Owen. I'm not going to lie to you. Talking about athletes and their social media production. I, I just Owen, thought that was Owen, funny. Owen, do you tweet out? Do you tweet during the week, Owen? Did you tweet? Uh, yeah. Did you Did you tweet back a few months ago? Have sure. you been tweeting for a while? Yeah, but no, when, it's when just funny. It's a funny when, stat. When a job, it's a funny stat. Job, and then okay, all right. I'm just. It's a funny stat. I'm not yelling at clouds. I'm man, not dude. yelling at clouds. It's funny. Owen's, Owen's got more tweets than he's got clinicals done, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. oh, oh. I mean, yeah, I guess, but I, I mean, it's still funny. It's still funny. All right, all right, all right. Uh, old old man yells at cloud. Um, <laughs> Dom's Dom, play of the week. I'm surprised you didn't go for the Cleveland Browns not going for two last night on Monday night in that shootout. Yeah, but just because it doesn't really matter because you're giving the ball back to the Ravens with a minute left. I was thinking about that. I was really close to including that, and the reason I didn't is because it's not like there was 15 seconds left and they didn't go for the win. There was a full minute and they haven't been stopping the Ravens all night. So I think the thought process was from Stefanski was, you know, either we can try to go to overtime or there's a chance we'll just lose now and get kneeled out. on. So they, they were playing for that overtime, playing for the coin toss. And, you know, it's one of those things because it doesn't matter if, because the, the Ravens kicked that field goal anyway. Right. Score got me, by the way, thanks to that safety. Thanks, guys. But yeah, I, I understand what they were coming from, and that's why. I was really close to including that, but that's why I did. Fair enough. And it was also a backdoor cover, having that dumb safety on the hook and ladder play there at the end. They, the Ravens covered because of that. So. Oh, nice. Um, all right. Dalt. Then let's talk about Steen's Spotlight Player of the Week. And uh, it's, it comes from that Cleveland-Baltimore uh, game. And, you know, I've got to give it to Lamar Jackson. He's back playing MVP. Uh, I, I, I have it as uh, MVP-level MVP Lamar Jackson. Welcome back. Uh, it's, it might be too late or it's just on time. Uh, but he, he better be here for the rest of the season. The Baltimore uh, Ravens want to make the playoffs. He had 124 yards and two rushing touchdowns. And he added another 163 yards passing and one touchdown through the air. Uh, Rally to win the game last night uh, versus Cleveland, and that's huge. That's huge for a lot of things going on down there in Baltimore and and Cleveland for that matter. But uh, yeah, welcome back, Lamar Jackson. You get to be the spotlight player of the week. Uh yeah, just as a running back, right? <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> he still had more passing yards than rushing yards, but yeah, I mean, he did Are you have sure? a lot. Yeah, he did. I've, I've written down. I told you. He he had 40 more passing yards than rushing yards. Oh, oh, okay. Is that common for quarterbacks? Uh, but he he had 124 rushing yards. So let's, I mean, let's cut him some slack. <laughs> I mean, the dude really did just slice and dice to Cleveland, who has a great defensive line, by the way. Yeah. And they don't have slouches at, you know, linebackers or, or defense uh, or the defensive backs either. So, yeah. It was impressive. Some of those plays where he scrambled for a first down for like 20 yards, I was like, how? How does he do it, man? It's incredible. He might be the best runner in the NFL. Like, he's he's electric, man. It, he's really fun to watch. You know, as much as I clown Lamar, 
very entertaining to watch a Raven. You clown Lamar? I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> All the time, baby, is what I do. All right. And as we normally do, or it seems like a weekly tradition, we'll end the football segment with Owen clowning on Lamar Jackson for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Owen, let's do the top five of the week. And I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling kind of festive, I guess, this year. All right. I'm not as fast, festive as some years because, you know, life and stuff going on right now. Yeah. But, uh, for the top five of the week, I want to talk about your favorite things about winter. Okay. Top five um, things about winter. So, I'm going to make some last minute shifts here just because I want to. Um, so, with my number five, I'm going with Christmas music. Uh, just because it brings in the holiday spirit. And when you're in the car with your mom on the way to whatever you're doing, when your mom drags you along somewhere... And your mom's just on the Christmas channel. It just reminds you of all of your childhood when you were stuck with your mom in the car all the time. You know, <laughs> hearing that good old Christmas music, um, it's great. I, I'm a big fan of Christmas. Number four, snow. I, I love snow. I think snow is beautiful. I love snow sports. Love skiing. Love snowboarding. I just really like snow. There's nothing quite like looking outside your bedroom window and seeing gigantic blobs of snow falling from the sky. It's great. Fun time. Reminds me of snow days. The good days. Uh, number three, sledding. I don't care how old you are. You're never too old to sled. Especially when you've got uh, two brothers like I do and you can go beat the crap out of each other while sledding and just make giant ramps and shit. Love under it. The, under the guise of sledding. Similar yes, to pool exactly. basketball. Which if you play pool <laughs> basketball over the age of 15 with all guys, it's literally just beating the shit out of each other. And eventually trying to put a, trying to put a ball in a hoop. It's basically water Which, polo. If you ever played dude, actual water polo, that's basically what water polo is like. Dude, no one ever makes it in the pool basketball hoop anyway. No, it's it so all... dang hard because it's always a shit ball <laughs> and a small shit. hoop. And... Shit ram is never po- uh, properly attached. It always just launches the ball. Right. You're just trying to f- just ram people and drown them until you can <laughs> dunk it in the basketball hoop at the other end of the pool. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So number two... Uh, Actually, like, you know, kind of a, a nerd take, but uh, my dog's winter coat. So my dog is a fluffy dog, and uh, my dog gets ruined when it's not the winter. He gets shaved. He gets too hot. It's terrible. My dog looks really good with his winter coat, and it's winter time. So great time to see my fluffy dog. Sorry, I'm looking, and, at, my, I'm looking at my cat in the background in her winter coat. This isn't one of my favorite things about winter, as I know I'll be vacuuming it up. In about 20 minutes. <laughs> you see, that's why you gotta get a hypoallergenic dog that you don't have to. They, you have the brush, of course, but you don't have to get his hair out of all your shit. Ha <laughs> ha! And for number one, obvious choice, it's Christmas, man. Being around the dinner table with your family, opening gifts, just sharing that Christmas joy. Christmas is, you know, obviously top two holiday, so. I thought you were just. I thought time. you were just saying Christmas man, and I was like, most people call him Santa Claus, Owen. <laughs> the Christmas man. Christmas the Christmas man. man. What's the Christmas man gonna bring you this Christmas year? Christmas man. Christmas crazy. Something. something. <laughs> so right. running back through my top five, it's the music, then snow in general, then sledding, then my dog's beautiful winter coat, and then Christmas. <laughs> Number two is yep, your dog. It's, it's gotta be, dude. Trust me. Dog's winter coat. Truman, I'll show you a before and after I, of my dog with his winter coat, my dog with a summer coat, and it's I've like seen, I've seen your dogs. I've seen your dog in both seasons. It's a rat, rat compared to something that looks like a dog in the way it, this dog should look. So, it's it's gotta All be right. up there for me. It's important. All right, 
And I'll still I'll still vacuum up cat hair any day for a pet that I can leave at home for ten hours ten hours and yep. doesn't care where I am. That is the argument for the cat. That's true. Yeah, is that I I, I can go and do whatever, and the cat's like, "You were gone." <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, all right. Here comes my top five. Number five, and this comes right after Thanksgiving, on the Friday after, right after you did Black Friday shopping, ate Thanksgiving leftovers, and then took a nap. Because uh, you're so tired from Black Friday shopping because you woke up so dang early for the doorbusters. Right. Uh, number five is decorating your Christmas tree. It's a lot of work, but at the end of the day, it looks very nice when it's up. Uh, it's one of those things that once you move out and you get an apartment, uh, a lot of people just don't get Christmas trees once they do that. You'll you'll feel that someday, and you'll just you you'll you'll have your own place, and you'll be like, wow, no Christmas tree. Hmm. And you're like, and then, or, or you'll get one of those festive roommates that's like, I'm going to go out and buy a small little Christmas tree. This will be so funny. And they post, and everybody posts their shitty ass Christmas tree on the, on the snap. And you're like, please stop. I get <laughs> it. We're all, we are all very funny. Yes, yes. Hello. Um, but yeah, decorating Christmas tree, especially just a nice big one at the family home or once you get a house or whatever, whatever you're doing, it's great. Um, right. Number four is no longer sweating when I go outside. You know, I'm a, I'm a larger, I'm a larger guy. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, so I like, it's, it's kind of nice, you know, summer. Here's the thing I tell everybody about everyone's like, I like summer better than winter. Fuck off. Here's the thing about winter. If you are cold during winter, it is your fault. No matter what, it's your fault. You could have avoided this. You could have put on more, more coats, wore some gloves, wore a hat, put on better thermal gear. Uh, you know. But during the summer, it's not a choice. Even if I walked outside naked, I'm still hot. It's still hot outside. I can't avoid it. So, no longer sweating or being hot when I go outside and being a comfortable temperature that I get to decide on. Number four. Perfect. Yep. Um, Number three is uh, very similar to what you had, the, just the sledding and the snowball fights. Uh, yeah. You know, awesome. Uh, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> it, it's just, you know, like you said, you get to basically beat up your friends or your brothers and stuff like that. Uh, the best part of it, though, is when you come inside and you're in these wet-ass clothes. Like, you have, like, y'all go to oh, your buddy's yeah. house. Y'all go to buddy's house. And the mom's yeah. like, here, here, give me your, give, like, you're wearing, because you're wearing layers because it's winter. In the Midwest, and you're trying to stay take warm, so you take <laughs> off your pants and stuff, and the mom will throw it in the dryer or whatever, and Ooh. then they'll make you like hot chocolate, and you'll just go inside and watch like a movie with your friends while you're, just, and then you're all warm, and then they give you those clothes, and it's just nice warm clothes. It's, I mean, there's no experience better. And once you're, once you've graduated yeah. high school, it's like just doesn't really happen as much because then you're eventually even if you go out and do stuff then you have to put your stuff in the dryer then you have to right. make the hot chocolate right. it's just not nearly as nice it's not the but, same it's not i mean the same. there's nothing better man when you come home sometimes the mom's already making the hot chocolate or whatever oh, parental figure clutch. is at home oh yeah and you know they're just ready to put it in the dryer it's oh perfect uh number two is uh just kind of the christmas night like feast slash present present opening uh, yep. We always did like a prime rib or like a brisket. Oh, hold up. Real on quick, Christmas. real quick, Truman, oh. before you start. Are you a presence on Christmas morning or presence on Christmas Eve family? We do both. We would do like the family gifts on Christmas Eve and then the uh, Santa gifts on Christmas morning. Gotcha. And stockings. Okay. We'd always do stockings okay. and then Christmas and then like a bigger or a, just a different 
uh, gift from Santa. Yeah, so uh, I've, I've heard that some families do like one gift on Christmas Eve and then the rest of them on Christmas Day, but my family just all, always does Christmas Day. So I'm just, just wondering if I'll, I might have to stop being on the podcast if you are totally on Christmas Eve pe- family because mm-hmm. that's unacceptable, but all right. I mean, good. sometimes and sometimes uh, a lot of families do white elephant, especially oh, like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm the youngest uh, and I'm tied for the youngest in my family at 23. And we're getting to that age where it's like, dude, do we really want to keep on spending? Because you're just going to spend more and more on presents each right, year. It's like right. we're getting to that point where we're starting to think about doing just doing white elephants because we're all adults and just having fun with it. And Not a terrible and idea. Negate, negating that stress. And number one, and you don't get this, Owen. You don't understand. But the number one thing about, about winter, it's big guy season, baby. <laughs> Break up with your skinny-ass boyfriend. Come get... <laughs> A nice, a nice warm guy, ready to cuddle. <laughs> you know, he's he's got the big coat you can wear. He's got the big hoodie you can wear. It's it's you know you can wear a hoodie under his hoodie. Come get a big guy. It's great. You know, uh, it is big guy season, Owen. Sorry, All you right. can have summer. We'll see you in summer when <laughs> I'm sweating and unattractive. But winter, I'm just radiating heat. And I, uh, right. my personality really shines through when you're cold as fuck. It's awesome. It's great. <laughs> it's Number one reason, big guy season, baby. All right. <laughs> so, number five is, uh, uh, to take you back through the list. Number five, decorating Christmas tree. Uh, number four is no longer sweating when I go outside. Number three is the sledding slash snowball fight slash hot cocoa and dry clothes afterwards. Uh, number two is the Christmas night feast and opening presents. And then number one is big guy season, baby. <laughs> Excellent list. I don't know if number one, I don't know about that one, but uh, I would counter. Yeah, you don't. Just, you don't know I would about ca- that one. <laughs> I don't, but I would just counter with date girls that are smaller than you because then your hoodies are always big. Just a thought. It ain't the same. It don't, it don't hit the same, dude. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Excellent list. Excellent list. Great number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You ready for uh, Pop Culture Minute? Oh, wait. Be- but before we do Pop Culture Minute, of course, I am here to remind you that uh, of all the places you can find us, um, I am uh, found at uh, twitch.tv slash Machine. We even record this live on both of our Twitch channels on Tuesdays. Uh, we aim for 7.30 p.m. Central time. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Machine or twitter.com slash Machine, Or if you just want sports betting advice, go to CG Sports RWTM or uh, www.rollingwithmachine.com. And I also would be upset if I didn't tell you to go subscribe to the YouTube where I post Steam versus Machine, the show I do with my dad on Fridays. Also on twitch.tv slash Machine, I post that video to the STM network on YouTube. We're going to start, I think I'm going to start posting some stream highlights and stuff there too as well. And maybe more content. And uh, and on Mondays, we do Grub Buds. Not every Monday, but some Mondays we do Grub Buds. And then we also upload that to Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can also find Grub Buds. I think that's it. I think. They, oh, sorry. Yeah, I think you covered everything. Truman, widespread man. H-N-M-A-C-H-I-N-E. Steen Machine. All one word. That's it. So I've got significantly less socials to plug, but I could be getting up there. So first of all, first of all, you can find me at twitch.tv slash domination7. That's D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N-7. And then on Twitter at Owen Gosh Domit. That's O-W-E-N-G-O-S-H-D-A-H-M-M-I-T. I am going to be looking in creating my own YouTube channel. I already have one uh, at 
not funny six nine six nine, but there's no videos <laughs> uploaded to that. So <laughs> and obviously created that one in sixth grade. Uh, probably gonna be using a different YouTube. <laughs> but uh, th those are my socials. Feel free to subscribe to any of those ones that you. Not funny. Mm -mm. Didn't laugh. <laughs> exactly. That was the thought. All right. Don't forget the 6969, nine, very important. Of course, of course. To sixth grade Owen and his huh. jokes. Like the sex number. I get it. Yes, exactly. Um, Wait, what? 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 All right. <laughs> all right. I believe, that that's all, I believe that's all the spots you can find us. Uh, let's get into the <laughs> pop culture minute, Owen. Give me your minute. All right. So this is something that Truman and I agree on. It's really important that all of you agree on it as well. It's that hot dogs are far superior to brats. And it's not up for debate. Do you know how many things you can put on a brat? There's like three things. You put pickles, you put some like grilled onion, and you can put condiment. Do you know how many things you can put on a hot dog? It's so a many. lot. There's too it's many things lot. going on with brats already. You can't add can't add a lot of condiments. I can't put no. You can't. I can't put mustard and relish on that. I mean, it's filling out the bun one too much anyways, and then I can't add anything to it. You know. So the whole point. I'm worried of about a how it complements the flavor. Is that it's extra flavory meat, and it dominates everything. The mm -hmm. point, the only reason you put condiments on a brat is to taste less brat. The reason you put condiments on a hot dog is to get more taste in there, baby. You already got a nice grilled hot dog. It's nice and warm. It's already savory, but it's not too much. It's a little bit subtle. Then you can add pickle. A pickle spear is the best Ooh. one, in my opinion. Ooh. Then you can add in some jalapenos, some Ooh. onion, some Ooh. relish, some Ooh. other kinds of peppers, just because you can and you can taste it all. Then Ooh. you can add whatever condiment you want, and maybe, if you're going to get crazy and go Chicago style, you can even add a little slice of tomato. And then, oh. you're just over the top with flavors, taste it all, it's all unique. Chicago, like I said, it's perfect. hot dog is just superior. It's just superior. And, brats cost way more than hot dogs. That's true. That's true. You and can buy like a pack on of hot dogs for like on hot dog, $2. You, yeah, you can, get, you can get cheap hot dogs. Can't exactly find cheap brats that are worth eating. You can find cheap hot dogs that are worth eating. Right. Can't find cheap brats that are worth eating. And for that reason, hot dog is And the most important thing about it is that this is our show, and we don't have to listen to comments or look at the chat or uh, people DM, <laughs> DM, DM us or text us about it. We can choose to ignore it because we don't care about your opinion on your brats or whatever. Uh, we love hot you're, dogs you're, here. You're trash in a, in a liver. You know? We stand hot dogs on this podcast. This if, is if a you look hot at, dog podcast. If you look at our food po the food podcast we're doing, Grub Buds, hot dog logo. Easy. Not, not a brat. Not a not brat. A brat. All right. <laughs> uh, I have a little different of a pop culture minute. You know, I'm going to – I told you I told you you were like, let's do a com combination on the, on the hot dog brat moment. I did. Minute. And I was like, you know what, let's – I was like, I got something wholesome to say. And I just want everybody to understand. It's like, guys, I think it's time that we all take a breath. Whew. I'm 2020 is almost done, and I think I, and I think we're at that point where we can actually take a breath. I mean, COVID cases are still high, but they're decreasing from the Thanksgiving rush. But again, stay inside, keep Christmases small, be safe. Uh, the vaccines are coming out. Uh, you know, again, more hope on the horizon. Uh, the election's almost over. The electoral college has voted. Yep. You know, it won't be over until anything's done. No matter right. opinion on that, 
no matter what, it's just exhausting that the election has still gone on this long. So the fact right. that that's almost over is, is a relief in itself. And, I mean, Christmas is coming up. I think Hanukkah is going on right now or is about to start going happening. Yeah, that's true. And then I believe Muslims are still uh, – I think Ramadan's already ended for Muslims. Right, so. but it's just the holiday season, you know. Right. It's not hard to say happy holidays and stop calling it PC or whatever. Just say happy <laughs> holidays. Just respect other people, man. Uh, and just so happy holidays, everybody. Everybody's holidays are coming up. And seriously, guys, 2020 is almost over. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the most optimistic and the best I've felt in, a, in just a, in, in a bit. And, you know, uh, we started a few podcasts this year. Obviously, this is a little bit early for a year in, year in review. Uh, obviously, we're going to do one on December 29th, which would be even better to do Ooh, some yeah. New Year's resolutions and stuff and recap the year. But Ooh. I do want to appreciate, you know, everybody tuning in to, you know, these new projects that we've taken on and that we've done. And, uh, you know, 2020 has been, you know, I think it's been tough for a lot of people. It's been tough staying inside. I haven't got to explore the city that I moved to after college as much. Uh, but you know what? It's been a good year. And, I mean, it's there's good things about this year, too. And there's hope on the horizon, guys. And we're just, yeah. it's almost all there. And we're almost done with this. And everything that you, that you hate about 2020 is honestly just about, is, 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 has a means, we, we can see the end of it now, right? We can yeah. see how those things are going to end. You hate it was an election year. We're a month away from having whoever be president. We, you hated that, all the lockdowns and stuff. Well, numbers are decreasing vaccines are coming out you know you might get them in march or april but you can see the end right and you know and again i just appreciate everybody being here everybody's tuned in whether you tuned in one podcast for the whole thing or all the podcasts for the whole thing or one minute and decided that you hated it uh but for some reason for some reason this is the minute that you've chosen and you're listening or to if this. you just like the top tens or you just like the top tens yes uh yeah i appreciate you guys being here no matter what uh, I, I believe, you know, talking for me and Owen, but yeah, 100%. I think we're both thankful for you. Uh, I think that's it for me. Um, listen to grub buds also, but, <laughs> uh, Owen's going to get on grub buds eventually where it's going to be a rotating cast, but, uh, yeah, we, we did the toasted cheddar chalupa this week and we did McRib last week, but you know, not here to promote that, but again, not right now, man, <laughs> I know. I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, we hope to see you next week. I appreciate you guys.